Hey, I got a question for you. Are you currently experiencing a weight loss plateau? Or have you experienced one in the past and you just didn't know what you had to do to get over it? Well, then you better keep listening because in today's episode, I'm going to actually deep dive into this. I'm going to actually talk about what you need to know when it comes to weight loss plateaus and a few key strategies you can actually start implementing to overcome them. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back. Thank you for listening, as always, to the Reach Your Peak podcast experience. I really appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time to actually, you know, listen to me, impart my knowledge onto you. So as I mentioned, today what we're talking about is weight loss plateaus. We're going to talk about exactly what you need to know. So let's get started. Well, how do you assess whether you are actually in a weight loss plateau? Because rest assured, a lot of people think they're in a plateau when they aren't truly in one. So how do you assess? Well, here's the top two ways, or actually top two strategies you need to put into place to determine if you are truly in a weight loss plateau. Number one, okay, number one, you're going to make sure that you're actually allowing yourself time to assess whether a plateau is actually occurring. Now, this one's a big one, okay? People will, people will kind of shout from the rooftops, plateau, okay? Plateau, <laughs> plateau. They'll, they'll shout that out from the rooftops when it's simply they haven't given it enough time to assess whether they're even in a plateau because your body doesn't just lose weight like that. Your body doesn't just go, oh, you're cutting calories and you want to lose weight. Let's cut, okay, let's burn the fat, okay? It doesn't work that way, unfortunately, okay? I wish it did. It'd make it easier for everyone. Everyone would be happier, but it doesn't work that way. You've got to give it time to work and that's why you've got to give it time to assess a plateau. If you've started a weight loss plan, let's say three days ago, don't be stressing if the weight's not coming off or at least coming off as fast as you wish it was. You're not in a plateau. You just haven't given it enough fucking time. Okay, that's what it comes down to. You've got to give it enough time. Now, how much time you're wondering? Okay, okay, cool. Okay, you know, I need to wait. I need to wait and assess. How long? Well, it's simple. Give yourself two to four weeks at, you know, at no weight change, you know, roughly because your body will always fluctuate. At roughly no weight change, two to four weeks, you can then go, okay, this is likely starting to look more like a plateau. Two to four weeks, minimum, okay? That's minimum. Everyone's case is different. Everyone's got different. So I can't assess you here, okay? It's just me talking to a microphone, you listening on the other end. I can't assess you, but more often than not, the minimum, two to four weeks, okay? Two to four weeks, and that's number one, okay? That's number one thing you need to put into place. Now, the second one is very, very important. Now, this one works concurrently with the first one. And it's making sure that your level of compliance is actually adequate. I mean, so many people, even two to four weeks worth, six weeks, eight weeks worth of I'm on a plateau. You actually audit their diet and I get them to audit their diet when they're working with me. We discover the calories were being underestimated. It's, it was as simple as that. You need to make sure that you're aware and it's actually complying. That's another one. So it's two different things, but similar. Being aware is knowing that, okay, I'm actually hitting the calorie targets I'm trying to hit and you're keeping up with that. Compliance is, even if you know that you're hitting the right amount of calories, how often are you doing it? Are you slacking off on the weekend? Are you slacking off during the week? Are you having a bit of extra food in here and there thinking, ah, it's not going to matter. It's not going to make a difference. Yeah, it's just a treat. Okay, I got to treat myself as a stressful day. If that's happening and your level of compliance is not adequate or even, even past adequate, actually, if your level of compliance isn't good, then you can't really assess whether a plateau is truly 
a plateau. Now, what's the magic number? Well, glad you asked. Okay, glad you asked because I love giving this knowledge right here. If it's not, if you're not at least 90% adherent to your nutrition plan, so you're not sticking to it at least 90% of the time, then you've got problems in the adherence, not in the plateaus. Now, if you're actually complying and adhering to your nutrition above 90%, well, fan-fucking-tastic. Okay, that's, that's great. But the magic number is 95%. That's the one I like to get my clients up to. If you can get your level of nutrition adherence up to 95%, and then you can also then go, okay, yes, I'm 95% adherent. My weight has not been moving for four to six weeks. Then you can pretty confidently say you're in a weight loss plateau and you need some change. It's as simple as that. But if you are you know, complying 95% of the time and you've only given it a week, nah, that doesn't that doesn't cut it. If you're if you've given you know if you've given it six weeks, but your compliance level has been seventy percent or worse, okay, you know there are people that have like a fifty percent compliance level when they're starting out. You can't then accurately assess is the plan working or not working, and similarly you can't assess whether your weight is going down, up, or plateauing. You can't. You just can't assess it. Those two parameters need to be in place for you to accurately assess that. It's as simple as that. You can't. There's no two ways about it. You need those two things in place. You need a one. You need to make sure you're giving yourself time, at least two to four weeks minimum, if not more. And two, you got to make sure that your level of adherence and compliance, whatever you want to call it, is at least 90 to 95%. Okay, and that's that's magic number. And that's not impossible. You can get up to that with some good planning, you know, establishing goals and creating consistency. You can get there. But you've got to make sure those two things are in place before you can even assess whether a plateau is occurring. Okay, so now let's move into strategies for overcoming a plateau. So now you're Okay, you've done it for four to five, six weeks. You're not, your weight's not moving. It's not budging, whatever you want to say. And you know that you're complying. You're tracking. You're being a nutrition boss. You're, you're doing everything right. You're Perhaps you're working with a nutrition coach, like a dietitian such as myself. Perhaps you're a client of mine listening to this right now. And you're doing all this and then you're, you're plateauing. The simple fact is your weight's not budging much. So what do you do then, okay? Do you just go, oh my God, and, and start, you know, cutting out meals and cutting out foods and being scared of carbs and, and you know, going for some fat blaster supplements or something like that? Do you do that? Of course not, okay? Of course not. You do not want to do that. If you're doing that and you, um, you know that you are, then please stop, okay? Please stop right now. Reach out to me and I'll even help you. I'll give you some advice around what you need to do next, but don't do that. So how do you overcome a weight loss plateau? And that's a good question. It's really important that you understand this because it's actually more simple than you think. A lot of people get stressed about plateaus just because the sake of it. You know, we're talking about you're frustrated. I get it. Like you're frustrated. You're feeling less confident in your body. You're, you know, you're stressing about your food. You know, life, life is stressful at the moment. Work stressful. All this stuff's, you know, working against you. And then the scale just doesn't want to play. Well, for one, you don't want to be relying just on scale, but for the purposes of this, let's look at the scale. So you're plateauing and it's just not budging. Well, what do you do? Well, it's simple. Okay. First, you start by understanding that you can, there's only two ways about it. You either have to cut your calories or you have to increase the amount of expenditure you have. So caloric expenditure or exercise or physical activity or movement, whatever you want to call it. There's no two ways about it. It's as simple as eating a bit less, or exercising a bit more. That comes down there. And that's very simplistic. And I'll go into more details about that now. But that's the gist of it. Okay. You've got to make sure that that is kind of in place. So let's say you want to cut back. Or let's say, no, let's say you want to increase activity. So what, what kind of activity are you looking at increasing? Well, ideally cardio-based. You know, that'll probably be the easiest one. Especially if you're already weight training, you know, three times a week, four times a week. You don't want to be now overdoing that. You Remember, the muscles need time to grow. 
But cardio or doing some more, you know, even light-based cardio is a good way to kind of increase your energy expenditure. So that's number one. If you want to increase your physical activity, you can just start doing more cardio or more movement of any sort. Playing some sport, you know, go play tennis with your friends. Make it social. Enjoy it, okay? It doesn't have to be a chore. Sorry, I just got to get a drink. It doesn't, doesn't have to be a chore, okay? It doesn't have to be saying that you don't enjoy. Do, like, increase with saying that you actually do do enjoy. That's, that's as simple as that. If you're already doing, you know, if you're running three times a week and, you know, you're okay with it, you can keep it up and you're exercising, you know, with weights three to four times a week, do you really want to increase the amount of running you can? Yes, that is a good way to kind of increase your cardio. But maybe you go, okay, maybe I'll go and play. Like for myself, I love basketball. So I'll go play an extra game of basketball at the local, you know, local courts. Something of that nature is a good way to kind of budge for, uh, you know, kind of budge your your expenditure and kind of potentially push through that plateau. Then there's another way to increase your physical activity levels or the expenditure kind of side of things. And that's simply increasing your NEAT. Now I've talked about NEAT in the past, you know, you might have you might recognize what it is. It stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's stuff that's not really exercise. Now the consensus on what is NEAT and what is not, it varies from person to person. I mean, you can argue that if you're consciously thinking about increasing it, you're not actually increasing it because it then it's then considered just more exercise but more at a more casual level. But for the purpose of this, to keep it simple, don't worry about that. Let's think of need as a way that you can increase exercise without actually thinking about it as going for exercise. So we're talking about park further away. Okay, if you're someone who works in an office somewhere and you know you've got a, a, a role that's not, you know, that's not physical and you're sedentary most of, life, uh, most of your life, then you just park further away or take the stairs is a perfect one. Don't take the escalator, take the stairs. Obviously, if you've got any physical issues, that's a different story. But parking further away, you know, even when you go to the shops, you know, deciding to walk the longer route, things like that, you know, things that you, you change the environment around you to be more conducive to your goals. You, you kind of change the way you, you, uh, you work around the environment to actually increase physical activity. That's the way that you can increase, you know, quote unquote, your need. It's good, it's good things like that. Maybe just going for a walk at lunchtime, and that's borderline just being considered exercise and cardio, but, you know, going for a walk, you know, just standing up, you know, a few times a day, you know, drinking, a classic one is a bit out of the box thinking, but drink a lot of water. Have like what I have right now, a big bottle of water right next to you and drink that during the day. You'll have to go up and get up and go pee. <laughs> if there's an excuse to get up and, and walk, that's probably up there with ones that you'd probably kind of want to do. So if you want to, you can just drink more water. And by drinking more water, you'd be obliged, of course, because, you know, the reality of the, the other situation, if you don't, is not a good situation. You'd be obliged to get up and do more walking. And in that turn, you're doing more movement, okay? You're expending more energy. Every time you move, you're expending more energy. Fidgeting, really. Fidgeting is a classic case of neat. Neat and fidgeting go hand in hand. That's what it is. Things like fidgeting, that's a, that, that expends energy, okay? But you can't obviously consciously think about fidgeting. Or you can, but then some people say that then that's not really neat but for the purpose of this who cares you know if you want to just you know do some calf raises like right now here i'm doing some calf raises just because i'm trying to do <laughs> and trying to do what i'm kind of recommending you do so you do some calf raises things like that just to keep the movement up is a good way to go increase that neat don't just think about the cardio and then you'll be fine in that regard okay that's for energy expenditure but what happens if you just want to you know cut calories well, this is an important one this is one actually the most important part of this podcast i believe because it's one that people get wrong a lot of the time Okay, sorry if you can hear some sound out there. I think it's cleaners using the um, the vacuum. So sorry if there's any kind of distorted noise here. 
But yeah, so this one's important because a lot of people get this wrong and it's the, the nutrition side of things. They want to make sure, they want to kind of cut calories as quickly as possible because they're like, okay, I'm not losing weight. What do I do? You know, I'm, I'm stressing. What do I do? You don't want to be cutting your calories drastically, okay? You want to be cutting your calories at a very strategic way. The way I like to say this, this is a saying that I've kind of come up with and I think it kind of illustrates exactly what I'm getting here is you want to be a surgeon when it comes to your calorie manipulation and calorie cutting. You don't want to be a butcher. Okay, you don't want to be just chopping and changing your calories, just you know, being drastic with you know, like that kind of side of things. You want to be precise, strategic. You want to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And because of that, it might even take just a hundred calorie change, two hundred calorie change, cutting it by just even like two hundred fifty to three hundred calories. You don't have to be cutting it by five hundred calories, six hundred calories, seven hundred calories. No, please don't do that. Especially if you're getting to that lower end of, you know calorie intake, you know, under the 2000, especially, you don't want to be cutting by 500 calories. Trust me. Sometimes even a hundred calorie difference has made a world of difference to my clients when they've reached a plateau. Just recently, I was with a client. I just changed it by a hundred calories and their weight started moving again. It's as simple as that. Don't stress about it. It's, it's more simple than you think. Like I said, at start, it's more simple than you think. So don't stress, be strategic, know what you're doing, and go from there. So I hope that's explained it, okay? That's kind of the, the main way you can do it. So at the end of the day, if you've assessed that, yes, you're in a plateau through the two the two criteria that are given at start, that you're compliant at least 90 to 95%, and that you've kind of waited it out for a bit of time, then you can go into the ways to kind of break through that plateau. And that's the thing you've watched, uh, listening to this podcast wanting to hear. And it's as simple as either eat less by cutting it by kind of 100, 200, maybe 300 calories, you know, small incremental steps, or by increasing the amount of exercise you're doing, you know, usually cardio movement based or doing some more, you know, quote unquote neat. So non-exercise activity femogensis, you know, parking further away, you know, do, taking the longer route, you know, things like that. Taking the stairs, that sort of thing. Fidgeting more if you want to, <laughs> if you want to do that as well. So these are strategies, are tangible strategies you can start implementing now, okay, now to actually start breaking through that plateau. So if you're in a plateau right now, you've assessed and kind of you're going, yep, tick, tick, those two criteria are in place. Let's start doing things implement these one of these two things because that's the only way about it it's as simple as that people overcomplicate this the the procedure they overcomplicate strategies around it. it's as simple as manipulating calories or increasing activity in a strategic way okay but hopefully this is giving you a kick in the butt to actually understand what you need to do and go out there and do it so of course if you've got any questions regarding your plateau if you're struggling and still struggling with your plateau and not being able to budget reach out to me okay go you know the show notes below you better find my Instagram. Otherwise, you can search the climbing dietitian. Simple as that. Reach out for the for direct message. Okay, send me a personal message, and I will help you. Okay, I want to hear if you're struggling. I want to hear if you're winning as well. Let me know how you're going. Let me know how these podcasts are helping. Let me know what your main takeaway is from this podcast. Okay, I want to hear how I'm benefiting and providing value to you. So yeah, as always, don't don't shy away from reaching out. I'm there if you need help. And yeah, as always, I'll end it here, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out my podcast. Hope it brought you some great value today. You can check me out on socials under The Climate Dietitian or on www.theclimatedietitian.com.au. I've got some great stuff out there for you guys, some free, valuable content. So, yeah, please check it out, guys. And, yeah, until next time, thank you.